Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, this is Black Menopause and Beyond, and I am your host. I'm Anita Powell, and I am a, I call myself a menopause activist. Uh, I also, as part of my profession, I'm a community advocate and community worker, and I do community engagement. So as part of my job, I encourage the conversation around menopause anyway. And that's what I do as part of my nine to five. I think it's important to have the conversation because I think that for older women, it has an impact on us in every way, really. And also, I think it has an impact on the people around us as well as impacting. It just has an impact on everyone who's around us. So today, this is a bonus show. And what I've decided to do is talk about um, my menopause week. Now, as part of what I do, I have loads of conversations on the menopause. I do it all the time. And I've decided to just jot down some of the conversations I have. I feel sorry for my boss where I work because (laughs) before I worked there, I don't think he heard the word menopause twice a year. (laughs) Now he works with me. He must, every time I'm in the office, he must hear the word menopause about half a dozen time, times in the first hour. <laughs> I'm always talking about it. And people contact me, always talk about it. Um, and yeah, so it's quite, it's quite funny. Uh, because um, before I started my job, my boss never ever really heard the word menopause as part of his day-to-day now is probably the most um well-heard word in his life <laughs> but um, I thought I'd give you a rundown of the conversations I've had this week because I do talk to a lot of people about menopause as part of my job as part of being an activist as part of doing my podcast I just talk 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 meno and I'm also a co-founder of a group called Black Women in Menopause, and I do that with lovely, lovely Nina. And Nina's absolutely fabulous. And what we do is we, in virtual space, we organise um, every two months 
a menopause event where people can come and listen to a professional they probably wouldn't have access to and talk about menopause and it could be a menopause doctor and whatever we, we organize these events and we try to we, we always try and make sure that they're free um, because we know that for some people the barrier to basic menopause care is money because for some reason for a lot of people especially people from um, certain backgrounds such as black community we don't have access to good national health service menopause health care i mean those people don't so i'm not saying it's only black people because that's not correct but i know that there is a struggle to get good health care for loads of communities and a lot of black women are impacted by that struggle and a lot of women who are economically comfortable can afford private health care in fact, some women can't even afford private health care and they're going to go into debt. So um, if you're out there and the tightening of purses and, and, and you know, people spending money, have to pay their bills and things like that. Is it impacting you spending money on private health care? Because I'd be interested to find out if some women are having to give up their menopause private health care to pay the gas bill so if you're out there and that's you please 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 contact me but yes um so i do that with nina we, we've had all kinds of speakers talking about menopause and relationships and sex we've had nutritionist nutritionists um we've had uh menopause doctors uh who are qualified menopause doctors who else have we had we've had loads of people uh who've been part of our journey as part of black women in menopause i also um run a group in the town i live in called menopause alliance and that is for all nationalities in fact it's quite multicultural because in the group we do have caucasian we have asian and we have black uh, women in our group so it's quite considering the menopause world that's very multicultural i'll be honest with you because until i started my group um, until I joined, uh, you know, Nina and became a co-founder of Black Women in Menopause. Every time I went into a menopause space, I was always the only black person there. Always. And I'm going back quite a few years now. There just were not a variety of ethnicities at all anywhere. And for some reason, at one point, I thought that menopause was just something that um, if you're Caucasian and middle class, that's what you spoke about. And in the room, I didn't even see work, white working class. So I found it really strange. And I still find it strange. I don't understand why um, a topic that's been driven by women wanting equality in healthcare is so undiverse. I still don't understand that. Because it's not a reflection of people like me who are passionate about women of all from all communities not just being black all communities being able to optimize on their healthcare, and the discussion around healthcare and menopause is essential so for me it's about everyone sitting down tailoring the conversation to meet their needs but having that conversation and for some reason a lot of people who are in positions of influence and power and these are women women who are driving the conversation on menopause are not being very inclusive 
it's not very nice really <laughs> in fact they're, yeah they're not being inclusive at all so even though they're fighting to be included in the conversation because they feel that men uh, and misogyny have dominated the, the medical field and excluded women in their health care they then are pushing the conversation and they're doing exactly what men have done to women by not including diverse conversations and i mean diverse conversations i don't mean once every three months stick a brown person on your social media post that's not being diverse that that's that's a, that's another thing that's that's a an issue i have <laughs> and it affects other things as well because for some organizations that's what they do for international women's day they just stick a brown and a black person on a social media post and then they celebrate international women's day without the conversation of international um <laughs> as part of their dialogue and i kind of think well mm, what's the point did you not read the title did you not get the memo but anyway <laughs> um so what i'm going to do today is talk about my menopause week so this, this week's been interesting because i had a conversation with two Italian men who I'm working on a project with and it's a father and son and they're very much alpha Italian men very much and they openly started the conversation with me about the menopause they were totally intrigued and we sat and we spoke for about 15 minutes talking about the menopause and I said to them and they actually enjoyed the conversation they learned stuff um and I said to them have you ever had a conversation on the menopause just with you know like that and they said no <laughs> And, it, and it's it's kind of I love it to be honest with you because I'm realizing that in real life, um, some men are really open to have that discussion. They are fighting their internal barrier or that internal taboo to actually ask questions because for some reason it's, it's, it's internal. Some people, when they say menopause, their voice drops and they whisper it because they think it's a bad word they're more comfortable swearing <laughs> um and saying that father christmas doesn't exist no they're not no, i'll keep that out of that um rather than say the word menopause it's 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 quite it's quite fascinating so i thought it was quite interesting talking to these two italian men about menopause and we were talking about symptoms and is it a big deal and what causes it because they didn't know what caused it and one of the men i spoke to he's nearly 60 he didn't know what caused it. he's been married for like donkey's years his wife has had a hysterectomy so he said oh she doesn't have to worry about it does it affect her and i said well, well it might not affect her but it might be it might affect her and she doesn't know that it's affecting her well because she's had a hysterectomy doesn't mean that she can't suffer symptoms or side effects or it has an impact on her um because of a hysterectomy and he didn't know this and we had this discussion so i said i he said well sure she's fine i said i'm not saying that she isn't fine because i don't know her so um but i said that one of the problems around menopause is that women are suffering sometimes with the symptoms but because they don't know that's a symptom of the menopause they don't know they're suffering they actually don't know they either put it down to old age or just accept it which traditionally that's what women have had to do we've just had to accept menopause and that's it so that's um one conversation i had and i thought it was quite interesting and i've had quite a few conversations with men um i had i know i had um 
I did an exhibition or stall, sorry, I had a stall at like a wellbeing exhibition a couple of months ago and it had a high, um, um, high turnout from, from black women and black men. And I had a really great conversation with three black men who were into health and fitness. And we were talking about menopause and the conversation around black women. And two of the men took loads of leaflets to give to their mums. And I thought that was really, really good. I, I really liked seeing the fact these uh, young men were concerned about the health and well-being being of their mothers and they took some leaflets to share with their mum. And I said, are you going to have a conversation with your mum? They said, yeah, I'm going to try and have a conversation. Based on what you've told me, I'm going to get my mum to download one of those menopause apps um, and get her to read the leaflets. And I'm going to read the leaflets as well so I understand what she needs to be checking for because they, they were in, all into well-being but they didn't fully understand the menopause and I thought that, that that's really really good that these men were talking so that's that's one thing I did this week the second thing I did this week around menopause I went to an online peer support group I suppose called pause now pause is there to talk about ace and menopause and ace stands for adverse childhood experiences and um, it's quite interesting to go. Uh, I, mean, I know with me, I've had my own childhood issues. So I felt that it was quite relevant for me on a personal level. But I do know through my community work that ACE or adverse childhood experiences, when you're an adult, it can have a major impact on your day-to-day -day life, on your well-being, your health, especially your mental health. So a lot of people... Or adults who had or who have experienced or had experienced in the past um, abuse neglect trauma very often the aftermath of those experiences carries right through to the whole of their adult life and it could have an impact on their overall health and well-being and I think I've read stats where in certain scenarios it actually shortens their life it contributes to you know their life ending sooner than what it should have done. So ACE is a major thing. It can affect everything, really. It can affect your childhood. And so it can affect your your ability to form long-term relationships. It can affect your, your health. Um, because I think the, the, the health outcomes for people who have experienced ACE or living with ACE or have an a high ACE score because you can actually go and do um, a questionnaire uh, I think you, you could do it online and it asks you a series of questions then it gives you a score and then it tells you what that score means in relation to ACE so if you have a high ACE score based on the information that you've given you know the, the the questionnaire it i think it also refers to certain areas because some people they can have trust issues abandonment issues um you know and all, all kinds of things i can't remember exactly what's involved or the categories within ace when it does the questionnaire so you, you could go through all these things and it can break down your areas of weakness and strength um, as well as give you an overall score i think that ace analysis for black women is actually quite important even though society the black community and the wider community 
they don't really talk about black women suffering. They, they spend more time talking about black women being angry without actually discussing why are black women angry, if they are angry. Because um, there are two separate things. Black women, I think, are angry because we experience so much aggression towards us. And I think we do experience high levels of um, abuse. I do think that. I think we do. Society neglects us, definitely. And I'll give you an example. Um, you know, when you hear of stories of missing children, you hardly ever hear of stories. Well, it's more now because people are conscious of it. Um, but definitely, historically, you wouldn't hear of stories of missing black kids, Asian kids. There's just a presumption that if they're missing, that the kids are bad. Um, so they brought it upon themselves. And you hear of stories. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Of you know, something happens to um, a black girl or a black woman, oh, they're fine because they're strong black women, they're fine, they'll get over it, or they just have less value. So, I think ACE as a topic area for black women is something that black women should look more into because I think it does have um, an impact a lot on some black women. I don't know whether we experience higher levels of adverse childhood experiences. I know through my community work that I do come across a high ratio of black men and women who need support, but I don't know whether that's purely down to experiencing higher levels of adverse experiences or whether the support systems um, and the nurturing of society is less and therefore there's less recovery at a sooner stage so it's not it, it might be that statistically the the levels are the same i really don't know but what i'm comfortable with saying that society cares less i'm also comfortable in saying that um um the systems that are there to help people recover at early stages just aren't there or tailored or personalized for the black community um and i could could go on about why i think that but through my community work i can see sometimes when you have an issue you need to tailor the conversation to help somebody come through um i know i once was studying a counseling course to become a counselor and the counselor tutor advised the group that that a good counsellor does not need to understand about racism. They just need to be able to listen to somebody talk about racism. And I felt, for me personally, that that, even though I understood why she said that, I also felt that it was wrong. And I felt that that contributed why um, a lot of black people do not engage with early prevention mental health in my opinion and i'll I'll explain why a good counselor uh, especially ones at bacp or was it bcap i can't remember the british british counseling group i can't quite remember the the full name um if you're a good counselor you technically can work with anyone i do understand that But the barrier, I think, with regards to outcomes from people from diverse communities, so it's not just black people, it's Asian people, it's people with disabilities, it's people who have had certain experiences and trauma, LGBTQ+, etc. I think for some clients, yeah, 
going to a good counsellor who has an in-depth knowledge of something that has an impact on them, I think helps with engagement. And I think engagement is really important for the client's recovery. I think the client trusting the counsellor, I think the client being able to open up to the counsellor, the client feeling that the counsellor understands their struggle, understands their journey, I think has a major impact on whether that person will engage in dialogue with that counsellor and if that person is able to do true reflection and that person is able to create strategies to overcome the barriers that are having an impact on their mental health. I think that engagement with the counsellor is really, really, really important. So for me, the conversation around diversity um, and personalising the conversation is key for mental health discussion. And I felt as part of being, well, I was in a training course and I was told that that didn't matter. And I thought, well, you are then training people who, you're you're giving the message to potential counsellors that they don't need to understand the diverseness of struggle. And I think that you're, you're creating an army of counsellors who are un, who don't have the skill set to support everyone. Some people from diverse communities don't need to talk to a counsellor who understands about racism. Yeah, some people don't. Some people from the LGBTQ community, etc., they don't need to talk to somebody about their LGBTQ plus um, stuff. They they don't need to, and I understand that. But a lot of people need to know the person they're talking to has an understanding of their day-to-day struggle. They have an they have to they have an understanding about you know um, microaggressions in the workplace. They have an understanding about what it's like to be black and frustrated. What what it's like to be um, devalued. Because in my experience, racism for me is devaluing it's no one ever calls me no one dares calls me the n-word i'll be honest with you you know i'm a fat chick that can run so you wouldn't dare call me the n-word but am i devalued i would say yes i'll say definitely i'm definitely in loads of situations whether it's sometimes weekly or monthly i'm in situations where i feel that the person is talking down to me and i think that part of the discussion why they're talking down to me might be my ethnicity it might not be because I'm working class so it might be they're talking down to me because they think all working class or non-middle class or upper class people are plebs that might be the case I don't know but I'm working class I'm a larger woman so some people don't value women who they feel are not attractive to them um, whether they're male or female they don't respect women who they don't find attractive which is quite weird um and so these are things that i sometimes feel can have um an impact on your experience so if you're struggling at work and you're continually feeling that you're you're being um, devalued and you're experiencing microaggressions and you're talking to a counselor and the counselor think oh they're horrible but actually you kind of suspect it's due to 
either your race or your disability or your sexuality or whatever, if the counsellor, who might be Caucasian, the middle class, if that's not part of their day-to-day thinking, if they don't ever experience down devaluing because of their their race or their or their sexuality or their disability or whatever um, in any way they might not necessarily understand that that de- they don't might not understand the devaluing because they don't experience it i know sometimes women who are white middle class experiencing devaluing because they're women but when you're when you tick half a dozen boxes you don't quite know what the devaluing is but you know you're being devalued and also the chances are you you are devalued more because you tick six boxes of devaluing rather than ticking one which is just your gender so i think it's really important um that black women get to know their ace school adverse childhood experience and i think you can go online and you can do it anyway get back to the um the workshop i went to it was really good it was just a group of women talking about their experiences and how they handle everyday life and dealing with um their menopause and i suppose their emotional mental sensitivity i'll call it that sensitive because everyone's different um and it was just a place where people could share their discussion so that was the second conversation i had about had on menopause this week um and the third and final conversation i had i went out with some friends for a birthday it was a really good laugh let your hair down laugh 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 joke 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 we went to a bar and whatever and because I run a peer support group, I've been lucky enough to get some samples, some brand samples, so that I could um, hand out to people. So I decided to make a menopause goodie bag and I handed it out to um, the women I went out with. And it was hilarious. We were in this bar and they were going through all the little sample stuff in the bag. They thought it was hilarious when they pulled out um, their vaginal dryness stuff um and they were waving it in the bar that's hilarious um (laughs) and some people can talk about whoa they're going to be using that tonight um and i thought that that was quite entertaining to see but also what was really good was that everyone around the table was so informed to be honest with you about their menopause um and it was good and I, I know five years ago when I started to ask questions and wonder and start to explore the topic of menopause. If you sat down and spoke, first of all, everyone would whisper and you'd have to do it in a very private space. Um, but also people around the table, half of them didn't even know what perimenopause was. They didn't know about age, didn't know about symptoms, they knew nothing. They didn't know about... I know one person I was talking to and I... This is about five years ago. And she was talking, she just got married to someone. She'd never had kids. And she was talking about um, coming off the pill and um, trying for a baby. And she was um, perimenopause age. And I said to her, okay. I said, are you going to go to a doctor then? 
have a conversation with the doctor. She said, oh no, I'm going to try it for a few years natural and see what happens. And I said, but you're perimenopause. If I was you, I would go to a doctor now. Um, I don't mean to be rude, but I go to a doctor now and get the doctor to give you some guidance and advice on falling pregnant because um, because you're you're in the decline stage of your fertility. And she was upset with me. She, I think she found me quite rude. <laughs> I think she, you know, okay, at one point I was a bit rude. I did say her eggs were old. I'll be honest with you, that's not what anyone wants to hear. And I, and I kind of told her, you know, we're, we're staged now where we just are, even if you're fertile, you're not as fertile as you were 10 years ago. So rather than waste years trying to fall pregnant naturally, find out if you can get help from the doctor so that if you can get help from the doctor, then you're not wasting years of your precious fertility time. Um, you know, so anyway, she did. She didn't like what I was saying. And she did go off and, and um, speak to her doctor and the doctor confirmed what I said, but not so cheekily, referring to her old eggs. Um, and she did go on treatment straight away, and she did have a child within a couple of years. Um, and she did go through fertility struggle, as I told her she, she might do, because she was in the decline stage. You can still fall pregnant, but it's she just, you know, she literally thought she could come with the pill, and within 12 months she'll have a child. She was a bit naive in that way. But then that's also the thing about menopause and women's fertility and everything. We are naive. Um, that's one thing I discovered when I started to have the conversation on menopause. I, I, As part of my conversation on menopause, I also spoke about fertility as well. There's loads of things I didn't know. I mean, I was lucky. I just fell pregnant. But the more women you come across who have a fertility struggle, it's, there's so much to learn about our bodies um, so that we can have children and um i just didn't know i know so much pointless things but i didn't know i don't i, don't, I didn't know basic stuff about women's health because for so long women especially older women we don't matter apparently according to doctors and national health service and gps uh, and the whole medical field we are only there to facilitate nurturing for children and men and beyond that we don't need to focus on our well-being. We just need to be there to focus on others. So I feel that that's totally, totally wrong. So that's my little rant for um, t today's podcast. I hope it has been beneficial to you. I hope it's given you some insight. And I hope you are having a very good menopausal week. If you wish to contact me, Look at the show notes and you'll be able to find contact details for me and my email address, etc. And yeah, if you want to ask any questions, if you've got a story um, that you think possibly I can interview you about, please contact me. It'd be quite interesting. I look at menopause not only from my perspective, but I also look at menopause from the perspective um professional perspective but not as a medical person because i'm not as more as a community level perspective per, per, perspective because i'm an activist and also i work in the community sector however i'm interested in stories that's what i love i am a storyteller and i'm a story listener and i do love to hear anyone's menopause story because it might be quite beneficial to somebody over and out and I hope you have a brilliant menopause week.